0: Today is the day. Suns Warriors, TNT, 8 o'clock. Can the Suns match their franchise best winning streak? We'll get into all of it with Aaron Edwards coming up on Locked on Suns. Your team every day. are back. This is Locked On Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single morning. YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple, we are everywhere. We are free. The best way to keep us that way is to just go ahead and listen like you already are doing. So thank you very much. You can follow us on Twitter at Suns. Follow me on Twitter if you would like as well, at BrendanClean14. All right, we are here with Aaron Edwards. What's the best way to introduce you? You are a writer at All Caps NBA. You you work for Cooking Media. You are a Suns fan. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I really don't really know what my title is right now. That was like the first time somebody's asked me. So I guess like former comedian, writer now, like I don't know. It's It's all mixed up in there now.
0: <laughs> I want to start there because I always love doing this when I bring people on uh, who aren't just like diehard, you know, born and raised. I, maybe you are born and raised. Let's just start with that. How did you become a Suns fan? Are you from Arizona? Are you from the Valley? Did you did you come to it later in life? What's your what's um, your son's background?
1: I'm from I, I like to say I'm from Phoenix. I moved here from Indiana when I was a kid, but like I grew up here. I went to elementary school here. I grew up in Maryville. Went to Central High. Like, I'm from Phoenix, so I, like, consider myself okay. from Phoenix. And, like, it did come later. I'm from, like, a family of Bulls fans, so it was kind of just one of those things that later started hitting when we moved here because we were a huge Bulls family. But after a while, like, I remember um, the 2004, 2005 Sons doing a commercial at my high school when I went to North <laughs> those first of years, and then it was just, like, that was just the coolest team ever. Like, Joe Johnson bought me McDonald's oh, yeah. from – The McDonald's on McDowell (laughs) once. like So it was just one of those teams that were always around. So you were obviously going to end up becoming fans of (laughs) them.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Because the people who didn't grow up here, the story is always, I just fell in love with the 7 Seconds or Less team. So you had it both ways. You did grow up here, and you also fell in love with those teams because... (laughs) how could you not uh, no that's cool though that's cool though there's not a lot of suns fans so i feel like i find one that's part of why i wanted to have you on the show i'm like wait hold on there's a guy who's like doing stuff in the nba world a little bit who actually like actually likes the suns not just yeah. you know thinks th- and so i appreciate it
1: yeah that was the biggest thing about the job at cricket was like I work for a Knicks fan and it's like a lot of LA people yeah. since it's based in LA. So every episode I try to sneak in a little sense thing in there just to at least give us a shout out for the
0: most part. I saw the gorilla shirt, shouts to the PHNX folks on the uh, the last episode. So yes. we, uh, we, we love to see it, but let's, let's dig in here. We got a lot to talk about. So uh, we'll start with some news at the top. We got to, you know, kind of just get our, keep I feel like every day I'm doing this sort of, what can we take away from the streak? What can we take away from yeah. the streak? But as long as it keeps going, we're going to keep doing it. Um, I kind of want to like debrief a little bit because of this Warriors game and, and just kind of like zoom out. And and yeah. are we do we want to see more from this team? What else is there to see? It's kind of weird to have this type of thing happen right away in the season. So we'll talk about that. And then we will also, folks, get out of here with some preview thoughts on the Warriors game specifically. But the news that I was referencing comes courtesy of Puck, Puck News, new outlet, uh, guy over there that reports on Hollywood for them, Matthew poloni I believe is his name, talked uh, in a piece today about Bob Iger, the former, well, about to be former yeah. <laughs> CEO of Disney, wanting to buy the Suns. Uh, we can get into the logistics of that, but <laughs> the idea was basically like he's kind of in with some of the major players in this world in terms of adam silver chris paul etc yeah uh what did you think when you heard that or read that news aaron because i didn't even see it for a few hours and i was just kind of like blown away and i don't know how seriously to take it
1: yeah it was one of those things that like i glimpsed before bed yesterday like i just saw it and it was just like and then i woke up and i was just like Did I see that last night? Like, it was one of those random things that was so random that your brain doesn't really compute it when you first see it. And then when I looked into it more, it was like more people had been talking about it last night. And it was just shocking. Like, that was just one of the names that didn't come up, like, in my brain at all. Was the CEO of Disney buying the Suns? Like, it was, I mean, I'm sure every Suns fan is happy because we all have our our sorber feelings. But I just, the (laughs) eager thing just, um, it really came out of nowhere
0: it did and I think you know there was some like celebration of like a dude who kind of I think like you know there's this idea that I first of all I just want to say like I don't really trust any of these billionaire folks these billionaire types like the idea that we're gonna pick a good one versus a bad one considering how like the past five years have played out here uh, and maybe you could go further than five years I don't really feel like I'm gonna necessarily celebrate one over the other but I get it, right? It's like a guy who, he gets media, he kind of gets sports in some ways, because he obviously oversaw ESPN, like, I get all of those things, but he doesn't have a lot of money, um, he's, you know, roughly in the same sort of realm as Robert Sarver, maybe even a little bit less wealthy, um, so it seems like he'd be kind of be part of a group, Yeah, I guess the thing that I really thought of it more so than anything is it's kind of interesting how far we've come that a guy like that would have want to have anything to do with this like three (laughs) years ago that never would have happened.
1: No, like that's just how far we come so fast, I think like it's just been like a fun team, but still low key at the same time. And those people love vacation here in Phoenix. So it's not like he's not been here before. And just and with if you the live crowd, in California, it's yeah. right here, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and with the crowd that we have, and probably the energy that it would be, just being an owner sitting on like the sidelines and stuff, I can see how it would just be pretty tempting to own our team. I just don't think he has the pockets for it, though.
0: <laughs> who is the Who is the athlete? Like, so, like in Minnesota, right? They have the rich dude, and then they have a Rod, right? Yeah. Like, who is the athlete that you would want to go in with this Disney guy? To face, to be, like, the face of it. I mean, I guess the Disney CEO is fairly famous yeah. in his own right. But, like, who's <laughs> the athlete you want? Anybody. It doesn't even have to be Arizona. Um.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to choose, like, a random one, and it's probably just going to say a lot about me. But Barry Bonds?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, He's not going to make the Hall of Fame. The man needs something in yeah, his life like, right now.
1: He went to ASU, so he has ties here. And just him being on the sideline, like... He's still one of the greatest hitters of all time. And just having Barry Bonds hang out on our floor would just be a good time, I
0: think. Yes, I love it. I love it. Barry Bonds over Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I-, I think you heard it here first. Get get Larry out of the ownership group. Get Barry oh, no. in. Uh, <laughs> no. no, that's perfect, though. I love that. I love the weird the weird ASU baseball connections, the fact that like ASU baseball just has all of these dudes who have come through and yeah. you know, nobody's a fan. Nobody goes to those games. And yet it's like Dustin Pedroia, Reggie Jackson, Barry Bonds, like all these, you can literally tell me who, anyone at this point,
1: And I just believe you because ASU's right. had so many random dudes. Like, but yeah, Kim yeah. Griffey went here too. Like, I guess,
0: sure. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Kemp, right? I think Matt yeah. Kemp or Andre Ethier, Andre Ethier. That's the one. Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, all right, I want to get into some of the the kind of benchmark pulse-taking stuff here, but actually, let's just take a break. Let's get right into that here in uh, just a second. Right. First, though, I want to tell our listeners about BetOnline.ag, uh, the fastest and easiest way to make any bet all fall and winter long. Really, I mean, they're telling me to tell you that it's all throughout the holiday season, but it's not like they're going anywhere in 2022. You might as well hitch on right now. They've got you covered for... The most props, odds, and lines that you can find anywhere throughout the march to the football playoffs in both college and the NFL. Your number one spot for all sports action. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Make an account today. And when you do, use the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code locked on when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account from football and basketball to the NHL boxing. Even your favorite Vegas casino games—that's right—you don't even have to put money on games. You can just go and play some poker over at Bet Online as well. Again, they are your number one spot for all sports action. The fastest and easiest way to make a bet—Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show also brought to you by DirecTV TV Stream. This sounds familiar to all of you, I am sure. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you've got sports highlights going on your phone, and your neighbor's best friend's log in just for the good stuff. Well, we want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without that hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, as I was saying heading into that break, Aaron, I want to give the floor to you. What What's been your biggest takeaway from this streak? Because I feel like there's like, a segment of Suns fans who probably, we saw this, right? Like, yeah. it's not anything out of the ordinary. They won nine freaking games in a row in the playoffs, so winning 17 in the regular season wouldn't necessarily be all that out of this world. But at the same time, you know, it is about to potentially tie a franchise record. They're they're showing us, you know, a sort of level of, like, cohesion that I think is pretty interesting. but. Yeah. What's been your takeaway when you're watching these games? What are you, what are you coming away from it really feeling right now?
1: It's usually, it's it's two big things. Um, First, Mikel Bridges, he made the jump. And that was like the thing that we all were, was hoping for. Like he got the money and he probably deserved more money, honestly. (laughs) And he got the extension and he's just been hooping. Like it's been a joy to watch. Like he made the jump that we were all hoping that he would make this summer. And that's just been really fun. And the other thing is JaVale McGee coming off the bench. Like, it's just a way different look than Sarge going out there and just holding on with another big for as long as he could (laughs) instead of Aiton having to play a million minutes. Like, JaVale really could carry that load while Aiton's sitting. And Sarge, like, I love him. He just couldn't, on the defensive end at least, like, carry that load um, coming off the bench. Like, we were having a really tough time, like – when stars would go in there and javel's just looked really really good and you have to take the good javel and the bad javel and yes. like every once in a while he's gonna do something completely ridiculous but i think the good that he does makes up for it
0: he's one of those guys where it's like it's almost hard to talk about him without being disrespectful if you know what i, yeah. mean. <laughs> you know what I mean like like you watch him and you're kind of like Obviously he gets the job done. He plays with such an incredible amount of energy. He's a great athlete. I mean, that's obvious when he's jumping yeah. and stuff, but <laughs> he somehow does things where he can simultaneously show you how incredible he is as an athlete and how like unincredible he is as yeah. like he's so <laughs> uncoordinated is what it feels like, but i don't even understand like i I just don't get him i don't even get how it all comes together the way that it does but you're right he's been awesome
1: yeah it's like three times a game he has two left feet sometimes and like you have to take that three and he's probably gonna do something wonderful within those three left footed things that he does but it's just it's hilarious to watch but he's also just been playing really hard and it's probably made Aiden better like I'm sure it's a lot tougher going against McGee at practice than it was having Sarge or yeah. Frank Comiskey guard you every practice. So it just seems oh, yeah. like they probably just seem more competitive now, and they probably have way more competitive practices, and it's just showing on the, on the court now.
0: And I I don't even want to take it in a negative direction, but there also is kind of that aspect of, if eight never does slack, like you got that guy behind you. So, yeah. you, you know, we haven't really seen it. And I don't necessarily think it will happen, Yeah, but if he ever did, then like, you could see JaVale McGee closing a game. Like, you know, yeah. that is, has to kind of be in his head. And we've seen Monty do that before there were games last year. Dario was closing over, yeah. over eight. so I think that, that that's been huge. And I actually think JaVale, I, I want to talk about him a little more with this Warriors game. Cause that'll be pretty uh, interesting that, him playing against the way that they play, it could yeah. just be a clash clash that's pretty interesting. But Mikhail, because I mean I can talk about him all I, day. I, I can talk <laughs> about this guy all day. I think Sun's Twitter was talking about him all day because they wanted to bring some Sean Marion slander online tonight. And I, I'm not here for that, but I, I do. definitely it's 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 not acceptable. <laughs> but uh, the Mikhail stuff is incredible. And I talked about this yesterday, recapping the, uh, the, the games from over the weekend on, on my Monday show, just how, like you said, the leap, the leap is here, but it's in such a different way than I feel like at least I personally was expecting. Cause we spent like the whole summer after he has, you know, pretty subpar games, three through six yeah. in the finals. He's not really scoring. We're all kind of looking like, what's he going to do to take that next level offensively. Right. Yeah. And then he comes out, his usage rate is down. He is taking about the same amount of shots. His three-point percentage is, is a little down. It's still elite, but yeah. it's a little down. And yet you watch these games and you're like, damn, he's like 20% better. He just got like that much better at all the things he was already doing, yeah. which maybe we should have seen coming because he's always been a unique player, but he just impacts like every single second of the game now. Like you cannot take your eyes off of
1: him. Yeah, you can just tell it slowed down for him. He covered James Harden full court, the entire game, like he would not have done that two years ago, three years ago, he would have got tested. You can tell he's gotten stronger. The game slowed down for him. And, and he's just doing it on the other end of the floor. So it's really hard to see, but you'll see, he has six points, 12 rebounds and four steals. And you're like, okay, like that was a pretty, that was the game we needed from him. And he'll give us a 17 point game, 20 point game every once in a while. But for the most part, he's guarding the best player on the floor the entire time. And he's still giving us something on the other end, even if he sometimes doesn't shoot as much as I would like him to.
0: Yeah, that point about it slowing down is is exactly right. I mean, I think what's cool about him and you're talking about the strength and like, I agree that definitely has come along, but it feels like there's an element with him where it's like, whereas maybe when he was a rookie and things were kind of moving and he's trying to just figure out what his role is going to be and, and how the NBA game works, where he you could just you know, it, he'd get caught on a screen because he's so lanky and whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, he might get kind of blown by because somebody just kind of gets past him because yeah. they're better than him. <laughs> now it feels like he may not be strong enough to like, you know, shove Harden around. He may not be quick enough to, we'll see against Curry if he's, if that yeah. matchup is still That's a, gonna be a tough one. It has <laughs> It has been, right? For a long yeah. time for him. Um, But he just knows where you're going to be. So he's like, yeah. you can see him sometimes when he's going through a screen. He's like, yeah. I'll kind of go around or, you know, I'll yeah. wait for you here or, you know, maybe I'll just bait you into this switch because I know Aiton can guard you. Like yeah. he just has <laughs> such a control. It's it's ridiculous. You're right. We could talk about him all day, but but I wanted to pivot a little bit too because I'm curious. This is something I've been thinking about. And and again, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's – you usually see these streaks, like you think back to that Heat team that that got up into the 20s yeah. or obviously like those Warriors teams – it takes a bit for the streaks because the teams kind of have to like get into, I don't know about shape, but like kind of settle in. Yeah. This is happening right away. So what is like after this streak ends? Cause it will eventually, I mean, I'm, I'm along for the ride for however long it lasts, but they're not going to yeah. win out. They're not oh, going no. 79 and three. right? <laughs> so what is this regular season? Like getting this big achievement out of the way and doing all of this, proving so much as a team, like what is, what, what happens in the regular season? Is it just going to be like, after this streak ends, whenever that is, we just kind of wait for the playoffs. Like, I don't know what comes next.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like Chris Paul, like he might just like, we're going to have a decent lead in the playoff standings after this streak ends. Like, I don't think it's going to end tomorrow, but I do think it's going to end. And I feel like, Monty, I think he can figure out the time situation and who needs what minutes because we did just play in the finals and that was a pretty short offseason and Book did go to the Olympics and he did have COVID. So I could see some time uh, load management stuff coming later, but I think that'll be more like after All-Star break. But it's just been like, I'm actually shocked that we started what? Like two and three or something to start or something
0: like that? One and three, yeah. Yeah, one one and
1: three. three, I was actually shocked at that because they just seemed really hungry after the finals. Like they yeah. knew that they blew it. Like Milwaukee was better than us. And it seemed like they really worked this off season, especially bridges and the new addition that we have with Shamit. And I just think like camp Johnson came back better and he played really good that finals, honestly. And I just knew that they were going to come back pretty hungry. And the slow ish start, even though this is still considered the start was more shocking in this streak even though I didn't think it would be this good is kind of what I expected for a team that lost in the finals and really thought they could have had it.
0: Yeah. Normally I would say like, I feel like the point of the rest of the season or whatever comes next would just be to kind of keep figuring each other out. And I do think they're probably going to make a trade at some point. So that probably will be a process at some point of, you know, integrating whoever they go get, but they, like the reason they're winning these games right now is because they've discovered that identity. Like I don't, I'm not going to put a limit on it. Like they yeah. probably can get to a better point with that stuff, <laughs> but it's hard for me to imagine that they get too much more connected and cohesive than they already look. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be curious to hear from them whenever this ends, like what, what are you guys chasing anymore? You know what I mean? Like what, what are they kind of looking at as the next thing? I mean, they'll have these benchmark games of like, okay, how do we look against the bucks? How do we yeah. look against the nuggets or whatever? But I don't, if I were them, I'd be like, what else do you guys want to see? Like, are you not entertained type of thing? Yeah,
1: and now, like, Book got his first taste of the playoffs. A lot of them did, and I think just the mindset is, can any of these teams in the playoffs beat us four times? And I think that's probably just what the look is. Like, forget the regular season. Like, forget the streaks. Like, the streak is nice, and I know they probably want to break it, but I know the biggest mindset for Book, I think he even said it today, was like, can any of these teams beat us four times in May through June? And I think that's probably the biggest thing for them right now is if any of these teams are as co- cohesive as them and can beat them four times in June, then that's probably like the biggest hurdle for them. And I don't think they believe yeah,
0: that. that <laughs> yeah, that's the carrot to chase. And I think too, uh, there's probably a little bit of them that, that probably will never be satisfied with, the disrespect that they f- probably felt last year yeah. um, getting kind of laughed at and underestimated throughout their run. So I'm sure there's part of them where it's like, okay, you know, maybe we were lucky. Maybe we we're this, yeah. maybe we were that we'll watch us win 60 games and then, you know, keep talking type of thing. And I think yeah. that probably will, will, will kind of push them throughout the season. But on that note, kind of how they stack up and everything else, we have a big test to watch them face on Tuesday night here. So let's get to our thoughts on the Warriors game. We'll do that on after one quick break. All right. All right. Suns Warriors, eight o'clock local time. TNT we will have Chuck giving his opinions. We'll have a (laughs) late night Valley basketball. We will have all of it. Uh, I think this is, it's safe to say, right? This is kind of the biggest game of the season so far in the NBA. Yeah,
1: it's easily the biggest one, and I'm pretty sure everybody's just as shocked as we are that we're part of this. Like <laughs> we were getting yeah. blown out in these games uh, three years ago, so just being in the conversation for a game like this is really bizarre.
0: <laughs> as book uh, as book tweeted, I remember when we used to have one national TV game, right? Yeah. And it was like the it was like the <laughs> fake rivalry game that the NBA would put on, where it was like, oh you know, Aiton versus Luka or Josh Jackson versus whoever the hell that they they didn't pick that Lonzo or something. And it was like the first week of the season and it didn't matter at all. And now, yeah, this is one of probably many games uh, that the Suns will be in that will be pretty highly regarded. Um, What are you what are you looking for? How much have you gotten to watch the Warriors? What kind of things are you going to have your eyes on in this game?
1: Um, I'm mostly going to look for how Book handles Draymond because that's going to be a big one. Um, because Trayvon's going to be in his sh- uh, stuff pretty hard. And um, just if Chris Paul can get started fast because Steph's going to get started fast and they're just going to get started fast in general. And we're usually a pretty slow starting team, except Book, he always has really good first quarters. And I just don't think we could start off slow against them. It's going to have to start off pretty quick. Hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good call because I feel like... It's just hard to come back against them. And that's the thing that I think has always gotten kind of lost about the Warriors because we watched the leads build. Yeah. But I think the part that gets underestimated is like, but they keep them, right? Like yeah. they don't, <laughs> they go up 20 on you and they stay <laughs> up 20 on you for the most part. I, I feel like those Rockets were kind of that with the Chris Paul James Harden Rockets yeah. <laughs> were like the one team I ever feel like you saw push them back. Um, but I think overall, like, I think this game is probably going to be lower scoring. Than yeah. you might think because these are I think two top three defenses so yeah <laughs> yes yes it's Curry yes it's Book but I think this team's gonna be uh I think this game's gonna be pretty low scoring I think as we were talking about the Bridges-Curry matchup because that's I wouldn't I wouldn't think anything will change I would guess McHale yeah. will be guarding Curry it's not a not historically been like a very easy matchup for him <laughs> so that'll be tough and then what do you think of you talked about Draymond just sort of like psychologically with book and those guys obviously have a relationship, but what about Wiggins guarding book? How do you, does that worry you at all? Cause he, he, I think he's underestimated at uh, or uh, undervalued at this point, but I I don't think he's the type of guy that books going to have much of an issue with.
1: No, he's, um, He's had a pretty good, I mean, it's just a skinnier P.J. Tucker. And I think Book did really good against P.J. Tucker. Yeah. Like, Tucker tries hard on defense, and he's, like, actually really good on defense. But I don't think Book, like, the way he's playing right now, I don't think he really sees who's in front of him at this point. This is, yeah. like, his best shooting splits he's ever had. So I just think, like, he's really.
0: What do you think? I, I feel like R.J. Barrett actually, like, on my screen, I was like, man, he's doing pretty well, and then Book <laughs> dropped 30.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Barrett, like he had the young legs and he was really getting under those screens and stuff. But I just don't think Book cares who's in front of him at this point, even though Draymond is Draymond. So Draymond and Wiggs and you're going to just have to try to keep those two off of you. But for for the most part, I think Book is just going to do his thing. We just need Chris Paul to start quick and he can't do his little Chris Paul thing and wait till the fourth quarter because it's it can get ugly if he tries to pace it that way and especially in the bench too like the bench is gonna have to come with it because Jordan Poole will be in that second unit and he will light you off the floor if you let him
0: yeah no it's a great call because on the book point he it's like it's those you have to be able to move him off of his spots if you're gonna if he if he's gonna notice you like you said right you have to kind of be strong and physical against him, Lou Dort, guys like that. The ones really the only players we really ever see him actually look off against. And and Wiggins is not that type of guy bench wise. I actually got some numbers on that. Uh, So Curry's obviously at the top in terms of the on off stuff for, uh, for the Warriors. Like I think they're, I have her here 22 points better per 100 possessions when he's out there, which no surprise, he's you know, (laughs) on his way to maybe another MVP, but like the next like two through five on that list, it's Gary Payton II, it's Andre Iguodala, it's Bealitz, it's <laughs> these bench guys because yeah. well, first of all, they they play with you know they mix and match, they don't really do the all bench thing, but yeah, they go out there in those second units and they'll put a bigger lead on you, and so that's going to be really interesting, and that's why I wanted to get back to JaVale McGee because uh, it's a really like polar opposite type of matchup in that second unit with Javale against a guy like Bielitza or yeah. <laughs> even Devon Looney, right? So I'm kind of in, I'm really interested in that, whether it's Poole or Curry kind of coming off those screens. And JaVale likes to drop down way yeah. deep in the paint. Will. He's just he trying will. to get a block.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Like he sits what back happens, there and waits. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And what happens when he has to maybe step up and try to get a hand in Curry's face or in Poole's face or Aiton for that matter, because he's pretty similar. I think that'll yeah. really uh, decide maybe early on. And, and if the if the Warriors offense can get started hot, I think it'll be because they're making some of those shots off those screens and Aiton and, and McGee are struggling to contain them. So that might be where a lot of this gets decided, honestly, is, yeah. is that stuff. Because it's bridges, of course, but it's also what else is going on around them. And Curry's going to try to test you in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: That's one of the times where we miss a dude like Sarge. It's when a team can go small and do the screens and stuff. And Tory Craig, too, honestly. Like, if yeah. we want to go small and have an athletic out there, like, he was really good for that, especially when Sarge got hurt in the finals. And yeah, now that we don't have a dude like that, that second unit can hurt us because Chevelle isn't super great getting picked and the pick and roll. So it's just going to just be pretty much a learning experience for him, especially for the playoffs, even though he has played yeah. on this team and against this team, but yeah. he's going to, Steph's going to try to put him through hell and he has to know that. And we haven't yeah. talked talk about Aiton at all.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's going to be pretty similar. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel, but with Aiden, you know, like I'm sure there'll be some fans who probably see how small the Warriors are going to go at some of the points in this game and feel like, you have to post Bielitsa or you have to post Aiden up on like Bealitsa or on Draymond or yeah. whatever. But I don't know. I, I've never felt like that's the way to to get this offense going, and I think that's the trap the Warriors want you to fall into.
1: Yeah, it seems like most of the time when Aiden starts off hot, it gets in like a ball stoppy situation. And it just messes the offense up. Yeah. If he can get it in the groove of the offense and we can get it to him instead of trying to force it to him, then everybody gets their touches and the offense moves smoother. But every time, like, I was at the Denver game, the first game of the season, and he started off hot. and We were force-feeding him, but the ball just wasn't moving. It was just hitting down there, yeah. and he was making shots. And it just became, like, super crammed, and the ball just wasn't flowing like it usually does.
0: He's going to have to hit the boards. I mean, I think that's the place where he can really hurt them is what even if they're not going small i mean he's a better rebounder than looney he's a yeah. better rebounder than even their like traditional bigs so that's a place where i think he could really do his damage he's going to be really big on defense i think it wouldn't be crazy to me if they tried switching and had ayton try to just you know hold his ground against curry every so often too rather than always yeah. trying to you know step up out on the perimeter so ayton's going to be huge i think bridge is obviously guarding uh curry is going to be really big you mentioned chris and, and needing to maybe be a little more aggressive as a scorer i think book's going to be in for another big night i mean he just gets in these grooves where it'll be it'll be two weeks before he cools down so i don't yeah. think that's <laughs> going to be a worry um i don't usually do a ton of predictions like game by game because there's 82 <laughs> of them and yeah. uh it's not worth it but this <laughs> one's big enough <laughs> this one's big enough. I feel like you said though earlier in the show. I feel like you gave it away. You said it sounds like you think they're going to win. Is that just because they're at home, or you yeah, think I think because they're at home. I really think,
1: well? yeah, I think because they're at home. Because I really do think we're going to lose to them Friday, but okay. I, but I think that we're going to get this one, and probably we have uh, Detroit on Thursday, and the Warriors at the end of a back-to-back. It's just not something you want to yeah. do, <laughs> and so I think the Warriors are probably going to give it to us pretty bad on Friday.
0: I think I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I I think I agree. Yeah, I because I I've already picked. I already thought they were the streak was going to end twice. I don't know about you. I thought they would lose <laughs> to Denver, but that's the game where they ended up that Jokic didn't play. So yeah, you know, I thought we were going to lose up, to Brooklyn. So I thought, we, and that was the other one. I yeah, thought once we, would we got lose, Brooklyn, I thought the Suns would lose to Brooklyn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so once we got through Brooklyn, I was like, all right, the Warriors game is bigger now. And then I saw that we had them twice in a week, and I was like, it's ending one game this week. I just didn't think it was going to be on Tuesday.
0: All right, I feel like we have to end there because just like a couple of my friends, you get me talking and then I start using the Wii, which I try not to do because I'm supposed to not be uh, succumbing to these uh, tendencies of fandom. But uh, no, that, that was fun. I think they will win. I think that they will win on Thursday, and this streak will be the longest in franchise history. I do agree with you. Uh, fr- Friday on the road against the best or second best team in the NBA is a very, very tall order. So I probably <laughs> tend to believe that they will lose that one. Uh, but man, I mean, a month plus of winning basketball games yeah, is take a it. hell of an accomplishment. <laughs> like you take it every chance you get. And the biggest thing too, I mean, it's been fun and obviously they've proven a lot. But like, I think your point earlier on was the, be- the best one, which is they've given themselves such a cushion in the standings yeah. where they can drop some games or they can afford to rest guys if, if they have injuries that they don't want to push. And and now they have all of this the rest of this season where they're so much ahead of the Clippers or the Mavericks or the Blazers, these middling yeah. teams that they don't have to worry about it. So ah, mine um, can yeah.
1: test lineups. He can do whatever he want and just figure stuff out for the playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. All right, you can check his work out over at All Caps NBA. They do awesome stuff. I feel like if I'm introducing you to the idea of watching that show today, I don't know where you've been, but uh, definitely check that out. Support a fellow Suns fan. Thanks for coming on, Aaron.
1: Thank you so much, man, for having me. That was fun.